shades of green you lead me by the still waters you restore righteousness to me though i walk through the valley i will fear no evil thing for you are with me morning church family we want to thank you for tuning in to our service this morning uh, we are live here at the church and we're so glad that you've joined in with us why don't you take a minute to uh, like our service to share it so that others may find it this morning or even comment on it and just say that you're joining with us today uh, we have 
uh, Jonathan Andrews, who's leading us in worship this morning, accompanied by Terry Nichols and Melissa Gillett, Tara Andrews, Paul Curtis, Jamie Bingle, Dwayne Anstey, and Stephen Sims, helping us on the singing and the instruments as well. We're going to have a word of prayer together this morning as we open our service. Why don't you join with me in your home this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to gather together to worship you and to glorify your name. We invite the Holy Spirit to come now and to come into our homes, to come into this church and to fill our lives afresh with fresh anointing, strength, and power today. Lord, we've come and gathered to glorify your name. We ask, Lord, that you would receive the praises as due to your people, to your name. And I pray, God, that you would minister and speak to those that are listening today. Maybe there is someone out there today that doesn't know you as Savior. We pray that the Holy Spirit would draw them to you today. Father, I ask that the songs that sung, that everything that's said and done would bring glory to your name. We ask these things in your name. And everyone said, Amen. At this time, Jonathan is going to lead us in the hymn, Victory in Jesus. Why don't you sing along and worship along with us this morning in your homes. God bless you. I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary Saved a wretch like me I heard about his growing Of his precious blood's atoning When I repented of my sins Won that victory
never gonna let me down you're never gonna let never gonna let me down you're never gonna let never gonna let me down you're never gonna let never gonna let me down you're never gonna let never gonna let me down for you are good good
Let's join our hearts together this morning as we go before the Lord in prayer. And for those that are tuned in this morning, if you have a special need, I want you to join with us in believing that God will meet you right where you are. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you have given us. We express our gratitude to you this morning, Lord, for the many blessings that you give us on a daily basis we thank you for your faithfulness to us at all times. We think of those this morning who are going through difficult times. We ask, Father, that you would comfort those who are mourning the loss of loved ones today. Lift up those who have fallen, those who are bruised and crushed and broken today, those that feel they have no one to turn to. I pray that you would heal the brokenhearted. You will set at liberty those who were bound by the chains of sin. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would calm the fears and the anxiety of those that need uh, restoration this morning, need a peace within their hearts. We know that you are the peace giver. And we ask today, Lord, that you would grant them your peace in times of difficulty and when they're going through troubled waters. 
for families and children this morning, Lord, who are faced with anxiety and just don't seem to know what to do or where to turn at this time in their lives. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would grant them your direction, that you would lead them in the way that you would have them to go, that their needs will be met both physically, Lord, and materially and spiritually. I pray that they will be brought to a place in the, in the midst of their situation and their darkness, Lord, where they will call upon God and they will put their faith and their trust in the one who is well able uh, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. We know, Lord, that you are with us through every difficult time in our lives. For our government leaders today, Lord, we pray that you would grant to them wisdom, that they would recognize the principles of the Word of God, and that they will include you in all their endeavors. We pray this morning, Lord, that our nation will be turned back to God, that the seeds that the enemy is sowing in our land will die at the very roots, that God will arise and the enemies of the work of God will be scattered, Lord, that your will will be accomplished in our land. We ask this morning, Lord, that you will make yourself real to those who have tuned into this service today. You know every need. You know every situation. You know every burden. And I ask that you would minister to them today, that you would touch them with your love. Let, your, let them sense your loving arms around about them and let the darkness disappear as you shine your light into their lives. Father, we just commit this day and this service to you. Let your blessing be upon each one that would participate and each one, Lord, that listened today. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to uh, ask if Kaylee Andrews would come and uh, minister to us in a special one song.
to my feet. You found me, you freed me, held back the waters for my release. He's in the midst of 
turns into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. We thank you, Father, for this morning, Lord God, that we've had. This time of worship and praise, Lord Jesus. As the song says, Lord, there is nothing better than you. You turn graves into gardens. You turn seas into highways. Father, there is nothing you cannot do. We thank you, Father, for what you are going to do in the remainder of the service, Lord Father. I pray right now, Lord God, as Pastor White would bring forth the word, Lord God, that it would speak to hearts and minister to hearts who are watching today. I pray, Lord God, that as we sang and brought worship to you, Lord God, or Father, as someone at home listening, Lord God, that has spoke to their hearts, weakened their heart, Lord God. Father, for you are worthy. We ask these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. We want to say thank you to Grace Sams and Kaylee Noel for that beautiful selection today. God bless our children. Our scripture reading today is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 42. If you have your Bibles at home, would you turn there with me to Genesis chapter 42? And we're beginning to read at verse 1. When Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, why do you just keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Then ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. 
But Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brothers, with the others, because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain, for the famine was in the land of Canaan also. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the one who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where did you come from, he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come here to see where our land is unprotected. No, my Lord, they answered, Your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he said to them, You have come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, Your servants were twelve brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father, and one is no more. Joseph said to them, It is just as I told you, you are spies, and this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother, and the rest of you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested to see if you are telling the truth. If you are not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you are spies. And he put them all in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this and you will live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison while the rest of you go and take grain back for your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified and you may not die. This they proceeded to do. They said to one another, Surely we are being punished because of our brother. We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life, but we would not listen, and this is why the distress has come upon us. Reuben replied, Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy, but you wouldn't listen? Now we must give an account for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them since he was using an interpreter. He turned away from them and began to weep but then turned back and spoke to them again. He had Simeon taken from them and bound before their eyes. Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put each man's silver back in his sack, and to give them provisions for their journey. After this was done for them, they loaded their grain on their donkeys and they left. At the place where they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get feed for his donkey, and he saw the silver in the mouth of his sack. My silver has been returned, he said to his brothers. Here it is in my sack. Their hearts sank, and they turned to each other, trembling, and said, What is this that God has done to us? When they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them. They said, This man who is Lord over the land spoke harshly to us, treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, We are honest men. We are not spies. We were twelve brothers, sons of one father. One is no more, and the youngest is now with our father in Canaan. Then the man who is Lord over the land said to us, This is how I will know whether you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me. Take the food for your starving households and go. Bring back your youngest brother to me, so I will know that you are not spies but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you, and you can trade in the land. 
as they were emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they, they were very frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Our text verse this morning is verse 36. Their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. In your name we pray, amen. Everything is against me. The scripture reading that we read this morning is about the life of Joseph. We all know from memory and from Sunday school, no doubt, the story of this man named Joseph who was he became the favorite of his father, had a coat of many colors. His brothers became jealous. They put him in a pit. They sold him into slavery. They dipped his coat in blood, brought it back to their father, said Joseph has been killed by a wild animal. Here we are brought now face to face some almost 20 years later. Here we see Joseph now has risen to a place of prominence in government in the land of Egypt. God had been good to Joseph. He had taken a bad situation and he had turned it around for good. He had given him a dream and in that dream he told him there would be seven years of famine. Make sure there is plenty put away so that others can enjoy the blessings of the land. Now we are brought to our text verses today in chapter 42. Now the famine is not only in the land of Egypt, but the famine is also in the land of Canaan. Here they are, the family of Joseph. They recognize that if they do not get the proper food, starvation is going to visit their home. So they look at one another. Their father said, why are you looking at one another? Isn't there, isn't there food in the land of Egypt? Why don't you go? No doubt they were a large family. There were 11 sons. No doubt there were grandchildren. There may have even been great-grandchildren. But it was a large family. They looked at one another. It was probably a 300-mile journey from where they were to where they would meet the land of Egypt and they would meet again their brother. Some commentators say it could take as, take as many as six weeks to make their way into the land of Egypt. Now they finally decide there is no other alternative but us to make this journey and to go into the land of Egypt, and they do so. Things seem to get much worse for them as they get into the land of Egypt. They're accused of being spies. They are thrown into jail. They begin to rehearse their own sin when they took their brother and sold him into slavery and lied to their father about what had happened to him. Now finally, the leader who they don't know is Joseph says, go back, but one brother is staying here in prison and I want you to go. If you come back with your youngest brother Benjamin, I will know you are not spies and that you are telling the truth. Joseph had put back their money into their sacks and had given them food for their journey. Now they became more fearful of what is going to happen. Now it comes to our text verse. 
They arrive back in Canaan. They have their money back in their bags. They have food in their in their in their bags. And now they are wondering is God doing this to us in revenge for what we did to our brother Joseph. Now we hear the words of a father. This father cries out, have you ever felt like Jacob? Everything is against you. It seems as though the Lord has forsaken you. The Lord has forgotten you. There's nothing good happening in your life and you wish that you could die and get out of your misery. I know as sure as I'm standing on this platform this morning that there are people listening to my voice who have said everything is against me. Life is not fair and I don't understand what I'm going through. Here the old patriarch cries out and says, I cannot do this any longer. Everything is against me. Firstly, this morning, I want to talk about the famines of life. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 41 and verse 56, the famine was over all the face of the earth. This famine now had made its way not only into Egypt, but into Canaan. I want to remind all of us today that bad things do happen in our lives. If you're listening to me and you say, well, pastor, because I'm a Christian, I'll never have anything bad happen to me. You don't understand the word of God. Jesus himself said, in this world, we will have trials and we will have temptations. As we look at this scripture, the famines of life, here Joseph is declaring what is happening to this family. I'm going to find out if they are indeed truthful or not but here is his aged father he cries out in the midst of the famines of his life and he wonders where he is Joseph has been declared dead by a wild animal and he must have been killed the famines of life his family is hungry and will die in the land of Canaan if they do not receive grain now his son Simeon is taken as a hostage and taken in the land of Egypt. And the governor is requesting Rachel's last son, Benjamin, to go to Egypt. And there is fear of loss. Joseph's father and mother, brothers were still alive. They were doing well apart from their hidden sin and apart from the famine in the land. Somebody asked the question, why does bad things happen to good people? Some of you have said, Pastor, I tried to serve the Lord. I was told when I came to the Lord, nothing ever would go wrong in my life. But I came to the Lord, and after I did, I had some trouble, so I thought I wasn't saved. Hear me now. Every born-again believer will walk through times of famine in their life. But we have an assurance this morning that it doesn't matter what happens. Our God is a good God and he never leaves us, never forsakes us, and never forgets us. Maybe you're listening to those who would preach word faith, who would say name it, claim it, and therefore you should not have any famines in your life. We are living in a fallen world. We are living in a fallen society and there are things that we don't like that happen to us. But the Word of God says all things work together for good. Not all things are good. 
but all things work together for good. Maybe some of you said, but pastor, I recently got laid off. I had a good job. I was working, making good money, and I'm laid off. Maybe there has been a miscarriage in your family. Maybe there has been a sudden death that has come in your family without warning. Maybe there have been marital issues in your life. Maybe there has been infidelity in your marriage. Maybe there have been false accusations. Maybe your children are wayward and have made difficult decisions. The plan of God for our lives today is that we would understand He is always present, He is always near, He is always active, and He is always powerful in our lives. How do we react in the famines of life? You see, things do not always go as we would like them to. I wish there would never be any marital failures. I wish there would never be any death. I wish there would never be any sickness. I wish all of our families were saved. But hear me, we are living in a fallen world. We do not have the answers to all the questions of life. But I am content this morning to place my life in the hands of a God who knows me, who loves me, and who understands me. Murphy's Law, they tell us, says if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong. But I want to tell you what God's law said. God's law says, my beloved, I wish that you would prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. There will be famines in life. There will be circumstance in life that we do not understand. That is a fact. We can see it in the life of the apostles in the New Testament and we see it in our lives today. But secondly, I want to talk this morning about the failure of faith. The failure of faith. We see the famines of life. Here this man, this patriarch, thinks his son Joseph is dead. He thinks he's been killed by a wild animal. Famine is in the land. Death is imminent. What are they going to do? But we see a failure of faith. Jacob, their father, in verse 36, said to them, You have bereaved me. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. All these things are against me. Some of us today, because we have faced the famines of life, are living in defeat. The famines of life are never meant to defeat us. They are meant to help us grow to be better disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, what is our thought pattern today? Here is Jacob. We see in verse 36 of chapter 42 that we are indeed given a glimpse into his thought life. What had occupied him for 20 years? He's still grieving over the loss of Joseph. He can't see past anything in his life. And now, here we see a man that is broken and beaten by the famines of life, and he has a failure of faith in his own discussions to his family. Here we see a man that is shriveled up in fear. Rather than saying, thank God, he is at work. He loves us and watches over us. In his care, we are all safe. I have, had, I have been asked hundreds of times over my years of ministry, in homes that I've visited, in hospital rooms, and people have said, where is God? 
Let me remind you, God is ever-present, and he is an ever-present help in times of trouble. He is with us at our darkest moments, and he is there to give us the strength that we need to walk through whatever life brings our way. You may have been hurt. You may have been let down. There may be problems that you can't see your way over. Maybe you're living in a home and your spouse no longer loves you, no longer cares about you. Maybe you have children who are disrespectful and disobedient. Maybe they have made terrible choices in their lives. Maybe you're unemployed this morning and you don't know if you're going to find work when this COVID-19 has ended. Maybe you have unanswered questions about things when it comes to spirituality and you don't know where you are. But I want to remind you today, wherever we are in life, God is there. Wherever we are in life, God is there. David the psalmist said, even though I ascend into heaven, though I make my bed in hell, you are there. He said, I cannot escape from your presence. The sad part is that Jacob knew the promises of God. He knew the promises of God that had been given to his father and had been given to his grandfather. But at this moment, all he saw was where he was. I want to remind us that we need to know who God is and we will no longer look at our circumstance and our issues and our problems and we can live by faith and not by fear. Some of us are living by fear this morning. God doesn't want us to live by fear. God wants us to live by faith. But Jacob throws his hands up in the air and he says, I am over. Everything is against me. There is no point to life anymore. There is no point. And instead of saying, God, who spoke to my grandfather and said to him that he would be the father of many nations why can I trust the God who spoke into his life is now speaking in to my life today? You see, Jacob not only reacted negatively and with fear, but he also overreacted. He jumped to the conclusion that Simeon was dead. He jumped to the conclusion that Benjamin would not be returned. He jumped to the conclusion that all was over. Here is Jacob, the spiritual leader of his house. He's the son of Abraham, but he's acting as a negative, closed-mind, self-pity man who is running in fear. We need to realize this morning that God sees the big picture and God understands where we are. And a lot of times we are not where we are because we have allowed fear to creep into our hearts and control us. I read a story many years ago of a lady who went to a grocery store she picked up her groceries. She rushed out to her car. She jumped in the car, threw her groceries in the trunk, jumped in her car. As she was backing out of the parking lot, a car came behind her. She looked in her mirror, and it was a young man. He was blowing the horn at her. She became very afraid. So what did she do? She sped. She went as fast as she could, and the faster she drove, the faster the man behind her was driving. He was blowing his horn. He was trying to get her to stop. And she became so fearful of the threat outside of her car. She said, if I stop this car, this man could do unspeakable things to me. So she rushed as fast as she could, 
was a day before cell phones, and she finally made her way to her driveway, and this man came right behind her. When she did, she blew her horn uncontrollably, and her husband came out. She put her window down a little bit, and she said to her husband, she said, that man behind me has been chasing me, blowing his horn at me, trying to get me to stop. I'm terrified. He walked over to the car, and he looked at the young man. He said, do you have a problem? Why are you chasing my wife? Why are you putting such fear in her life? What are your intentions? He said, sir, I only chased her for one reason. As I was backing out, I saw a man open her back door, jump in, cover himself up. There's a man in the back seat of her car. She thought she was running from the fear that was outside of her car when all along the fear that she should have had was in her back seat waiting to pounce on her. A lot of us today need to deal with our inner emotions. Instead of looking around at everything else, we need to deal with our own spiritual matters. God is in charge of our lives. As we move quickly today, I want to talk about the future blessing. We see everything is against us. Everything is against us, he cries. But the, the brothers make their way back into the land of Egypt. Genesis chapter 45, 19 to 20. You are also directed to tell them, do this, Joseph says, take some carts from Egypt for your children, for your wives, Get your father and come, never mind about belongings, because the best of all Egypt will be yours. A man who once put up his hands in despair and said, everything is against me, was looking at the natural and not the spiritual. There are things in my life today and in your life that I wish were not there. But I serve a God of the impossible. And God is always working everything out for my goods. Here was Jacob crying about Joseph being no more. He was crying about Simeon being no more. He was crying that Benjamin was going to be no more. He was crying that everything was against him. But everything was not against him. God was orchestrating a plan in his life. He didn't realize that Joseph was the prime minister of the land of Egypt. Joseph had not been killed by a wild animal. But Joseph was well alive. And Joseph was directing the affairs of the great known nation of Egypt. Little did he know that Simeon was not really in jail, but Simeon was in the care of a loving, forgiving brother who possessed such a forgiving spirit that he was going to bring Simeon to a place of prominence in the kingdom. Little did he know Benjamin the youngest was not in trouble, but Benjamin the youngest would be seated at honor at the most powerful table in the unknown world. Listen to me this morning. You're sitting in your home. You're overcome with life. You're overcome with your situation. Hear me, everything is not against you. God is working everything out in your life for your good. You may see the temporal. God sees the eternal. You may see the darkness. God sees the light. Because hold on, my child. Joy comes in the morning. Little did Jacob know God was fulfilling the promises he had made to his grandfather. 
He had promised his grandfather, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless your seed. And while he looked at the natural and everything is against me, God was about to bless the house of Jacob. They would not only have food, but they would have plenty. They would not only live in houses, but they would live in palaces. They would not only wear clothes, but they would wear the gold of the land. God was about to turn around what seemed negative into a positive situation. And God wants to do that in your life. God wants to do it in my life. Many times we are like Jacob. We cry out and we say, everything is against me. You say, Pastor, it's all right for you. You never do that. Oh, yes, I have. I have done it in my life when I have been overtaken by things that have come in my pathway, especially as a pastor. And you have people that stand against you. And then you wonder, how am I going to stand with this? But then all of a sudden I remember, it is not people that called me. It is the Lord Jesus Christ that called me. And he who calls will equip. And he who equips will give power. And he who gives power will bring presence. And his name this morning is Jehovah Jireh my provider. What famines are you facing today? Are you giving up on your marriage? Are you giving up on your children? Are you thinking you'll have no more work? Are you giving up on your finances? Are you giving up on your health? And are you saying everything is against me? No, it's not. God can take the broken pieces of your marriage. He can take the broken pieces of your family. He can take the broken pieces of your employment, the broken pieces of your health, the broken pieces of your mind, the broken pieces of your wealth, and he can turn it around for his glory. God wants to bless you, and God wants to bless me. My God is a God of favor. My God is a God of blessing. And Jacob couldn't see it, but God saw it. Matter of fact... God not only saw it, God prepared it many years before. When Joseph went to his brethren and said, Listen, I have had a dream. You're going to bow down to me. Well, the dream was placed in the heart of Joseph. But the reality was already in the heart of God the Father. And God knows your situation this morning. For Jacob, he had heard his grandfather Abraham tell him God was not going to abandon him. But he forsook the promise for the natural. And let me say it this morning. When we live by the natural and not by the spiritual, we are in dangerous trouble. The blessings of God can and will be ours. Don't look at your circumstance. Look at your provider. Look at the provision that God is going to bring to you. Everything is against me? No, it's not. If God be for us, who then can be against us? The power of God is real today. As we bring this to a close this morning, many times in life we feel like this man, Jacob. We see in the natural and we cry out, everything is against me. We need to stay focused on our faith, and we need to stay focused on God's Word. God is doing a good thing in your life. He's doing a divine moment in your life. There is a Rima moment. God is speaking a word into your life right now. Therefore, as the plans begin to unfold in Joseph's brothers, they were astonished at what was happening. The prime minister who had spoken harshly to them who they thought could not speak the Hebrew language, was actually their brother. They didn't recognize him after all. Twenty years had passed. 
Not only had 20 years passed, but he was dressed in Egyptian garb. He had a headpiece on, Egyptian gold and clothing. They did not recognize him. But little did they know the man that they feared was the man that was going to bring blessing into their home. Here we see that fear is displaced by grace. And now Joseph reveals himself to his brother. And he says, listen boys, go back to Canaan. Don't even worry about the transportation. Take our transportation. Fill it up and bring back everybody. Don't worry about your tents. Don't worry about your food. Don't worry about your pets. Don't worry about any of it. You just fill up the wagons with the family of Jacob. Get your way into Egypt, and we're going to give you everything your heart desires. God is for you this morning and not against you. Everything is not against you. God is for you. Oh, on the horizon, the boys are returning. Joseph looks over the horizon and he sees his brothers, his family, his nephews, his nieces, his aged father. And then he opens the doors of the palace and he says, come in and enjoy all of the blessings of Egypt. God is turning things around in your life. Don't live in negativity. Don't say everything is against me. The famines of life will bring you into a greater reality of the presence and the power of God. What he has promised, he's able to perform, and God will do. Heavenly Father, we pray for those that have been listening to this broadcast this morning. We recognize there are people in their home who are overcome with grief. They are overcome with sickness. They are overcome with mental issues today. They are overcome with marital issues, with infidelity in their home. They're worried about their finances. They are not employed at this moment. They are worried about the choices their children have made. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they would not cry out, everything is against me, but they would lift up their hands to heaven and say, our God is a good God and what he has promised I claim because he will, he will not withhold any good gift from his children. We claim the promises of God in Jesus name. Jonathan and his team are going to sing I can trust Jesus. If you know the words sing along with us. I can trust Jesus and you can trust him this morning is our prayer. I can trust Jesus and I can trust Jesus He never once has failed to meet my need He is my
our musicians, we're going to ask them to lead us in that once more. And if you're in your home and you sense the presence of God, you want to say with me, Pastor, everything is not against me. But if God is for me, who can be against me? Maybe you feel so low today, you don't know how you're going to make it through. Jacob thought it was all over, but God was orchestrating a blessing for his family. A blessing that they wouldn't be able to even be able to comprehend in their human mind. God was bringing them into a palace, making them into a place where they could sit among princes. Don't worry today, God has not forgotten you, nor has he forsaken you. Trust in him in your home. As Brother Jonathan and the team leads us today, if that's where you want to be and you want to say, Pastor, I'm going to live by faith and not fear, would you lift your hand in your home and sing it along with us? And God will minister to you in just a couple of moments. One of our assistant pastors, Pastor Grant Gillingham, will be coming to lead us in a prayer. This evening at 6 p.m. will be our drive-in service. We encourage you, if you're in the Deer Lake area, to join us this evening on our parking lot for our drive-in service. Our board deacons and some of our pastoral staff will be there as parking attendants as we'll be following the guidelines set forth. But we want you to come, we want you to cooperate, and we appreciate it so very, very much. Our prayer is that God will bless you, God will strengthen you, God will minister in your life. Let's sing it together again as Pastor Grant comes to lead us in prayer. I can trust Jesus. I can trust Jesus. He never once has failed to meet my needs. He Well, if you enjoyed the service this morning, why don't you give us a like, thumbs up, or a heart if you enjoyed the service and the word this morning. Can we bow our heads as we close the service in prayer? Our gracious and eternal Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this online platform, Lord, where we are able to, Lord, go into people's homes today and bring them the gospel. We thank you, Lord, that you, O oh God, are ever-present, Lord, in our lives. And, God, you never leave us. You never forsake us. And, Lord, we just pray today, Lord, that you, O oh God, would minister mightily, Lord, to those that are watching today, those that have needs in their lives. God, I pray that you will meet their needs, physical, financial, spiritual needs today. God, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, if there's one here today, Lord, through this online platform that do not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, we pray, Lord, this would be the day that they would call on the name of Jesus, and God, that you would go into their hearts, Lord, and cleanse them of their sin. God, we just thank you for what you are doing, Lord. We thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would minister to each and every one of us, Lord. Give us strength from day to day, Lord. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you.
My foes are many, they rise against me, but I will hold my ground. And I will not fear the war, I will not fear the storm, my help is on the way, my help is on the way. Oh my God, He will not delay my refuge and strength always. Oh, I will not fear, His promise is true, my God will come through always, always. Trouble surrounds me, chaos abounding, my soul will rest in you. And I will not fear the war, I will not fear the storm, my help is on the way, my help is on the way. Oh my God, He will delay my refuge and strength always oh I will not fear his promise is true my God will come through always 